lessons learned And how they scars shown but no respect was earned You choose not to live your life Well last your concern But death come for all my nigga We all get a turn How many niggas be the same when that court adjourned Tell the devil he Welcome to the Hatches Way Podcast Top 10 podcast in the world Right, top 10, we're here We're here now Sponsored by the best notary business training platform in the world, the Notary Business School. Hope you guys are doing well. Brother Dre, back at you. Top floor Dre in the building. I have a friend, my homie. Like, we're tight. Like, homies, homies. Sade. Dr. Sade Brown. What's up? Hey, I'm glad to be here. Finally. Honored to have you. Honored to have you. (laughs) She's one of those rich people who are mostly behind the scenes. Unless you're on Clubhouse. Uh, she's she just does her thing, works, lives, travels, makes money, helps the world, and does it all while looking fabulous. Um, Sade, thank you. How's life treating you? I'm blessed. I'm here. You are I'm here. here. We're, the, we're here. We're, we're, we're here. here. We're yes. here. So we we all blessed, and those who are watching, you know, <laughs> they blessing us too. Tell the people who you are in your words, ma'am. Well, my name is Dr. Shadi Brown, as my brother Andre has ch- mm-hmm. has mentioned, and I am a jack of all trades, mm-hmm. uh, master of some. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm actually um, a wife, a mom, as well as a business um, a business person. So I own a couple of businesses. So I don't know what Andre actually wants me to talk about today, but I'll give, you know, some behind the scenes yeah. on what I do. Get some deeps. You know, um, in my life, um, I'm actually a doctor, as he said, Dr. Shade Brown. I have a PhD in organic chemistry with a focus in polymer chemistry. I know that sounds so foreign to people <laughs> watching this right now, but I promise you it has a lot to do with everything that I have actually gotten into um, these past couple of years. It really has helped me to mm. um, grow. So to hear that backstory is even um, is wild. But um yeah, I'm an adjunct professor at Morehouse. I teach physical mm-hmm. chemistry uh, to the Morehouse men. Shout out to Morehouse and Spillman, as well as uh, Clark Atlanta, the whole AUC. Shout out to the black HBCUs of Atlanta. I know. know I love it. Uh, black success. Uh, you, um, did you go there? You, you went to school there? I, went to, I got my PhD from Clark Atlanta University. Okay. And I also got my master's from North Carolina Central University. You HBCU out. <laughs> I know. And my bachelor's <laughs> from WSSU Go Rams. Winston State University. That's so, and it landed me um, where I am now. I'm actually a project scientist. Um, at this major corporation in healthcare, where I actually make, uh, I make the medical devices Oof. and get them approved through the FDA. Love it. And we also do within that role, I also do a lot of um, budgeting as well as you know managing the books and you know major projects. So I'm actually a project manager over like probably 15 plus projects. Damn. So you're, you're busy, and, and and you do this all while being under 32. Yes, yes, I'm under 32, you know, I'm under 32, yeah. Good stuff. Real estate, you want some properties? Yeah, so let me tell you how I got into real estate, y'all. It's it's crazy. So I'm in school, right? And no, this, 
actually real estate happened while I was in school. So while I was getting my PhD, um, my husband became a realtor and really we was he really just became a realtor to buy his own houses and to collect the the fee, you know, the the buyer's fee and the seller's fee um for himself instead of paying someone else. Smart so it was guy. like, why would I pay somebody else when I can collect that money myself? Shout out to him. How's he doing? Oh, he's doing well. Um he's busy doing something right now. So okay. yeah. Um yeah, so I'm sorry, back to my, my story. So we started off that way. So we wanted, he ended up getting this client and they became really cool. Okay. And I think he was also, my my husband's in a frat, he's an Alpha Phi Alpha, shout out to the Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, and they actually became really cool and he was telling him all the things he was doing. He was actually starting, and I think this happened in, let me give you guys a time perspective. This actually happened around like 2000 and maybe 13 or 12. Okay. And am I tripping? No, I'm tripping. 15, 2015. So it happened around 2015, and the guy came around, and he was actually buying up all the property around the AUC. Mm. And the property was cheap. Like, it was like $20,000, $30,000. There was $20,000 2015? Yeah, $10,000. <laughs> you know how much they cost now? About three hundred. Three fifty. Yeah, about three hundred thousand. So we was like, well, you know what? Let us purchase. You know, why won't we purchase properties there? So we decided to purchase our first property, and we got it for less than like forty k. It was a really good steal. And the whole point of purchasing the property was like, hey, it's around the AUC. Why not let uh, allow graduate students to rent it out or students, period, you know, around the AUC to rent it out. And that's how we can have, you know, passive income. Okay. So then my husband told me he had came home from having a business meeting with someone. And he was like, oh, my God, I met this. I met this girl. And she told me that her father had 100 houses. A hundred houses. A hundred houses. Damn, that's Yes, and that was in like 2015. And that just had my gears grinding. And I'm like, why am I working so hard? Why am I stressed out? Mm. Trying to get an education. <laughs> when I can really be out here buying houses, like taking the equity off of you know um you know it once my house build build equity in my house use that equity to actually purchase another house and mm-hmm. you know do that over and over again right then i also have the passive income from people actually staying there long story short move we move forward and real estate um pops off because now we're into airbnb so we get into airbnb quite early um, in the game, we only rented out for like one year. We rented our place out for like one year, and we got into Airbnb. Mm. And that's when like it really changed the game. What made you get into Airbnb? What were the profits like from it? Okay, so when I first got into Airbnb, so this is what you have to think about. When we were renting our house out, we was only renting it out because most students can't afford. I mean, can't afford to pay, you know, market price rent. So we were renting it out for about six hundred dollars. Okay, for the whole house or for the, each room? the whole house? Okay. Right, the um, we had a mortgage out on it. It was only two hundred dollars a month. <laughs> okay, so, you were still profit. You're still yeah, profitable. still still making profit. It was just like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll you know rent it out for six hundred dollars. The the person who we rented out to was you know down and out. So we was That's like, very nice no, of you. We'll, yeah, and God blessed us tremendously yeah. from um from be that. a good person. Yeah, definitely. Person. You you never know how God is going to turn a situation around for you, and you just going to come back. You know, it's going to come back tenfold. So, 
All right, I'm trying to figure. Oh, got into Airbnb. My brother-in-law, um, Cal Brown, he actually, you know, told us about it. He was like, "Hey, I think you guys should be doing Airbnb. Okay. It's really cool." And then one of my other friends, they were doing it. They were actually doing shared rooms. Like mm. he stayed in his house. He had a keypad on his door, and he put keypads on everyone else's door. So when they came in, you know, you had an A, B, C, D. He had a five-bedroom house. <laughs> you can actually go in there and you can stay. And when I was over there one day. I saw, like, people from all over the world. One of the guys came in there. He didn't speak English. He only speak, spoke Russian. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, we, I could, we could not talk. Like, we could not communicate. Yeah. Like, he only spoke Russian. But I was like, this is crazy. You are literally turned your house into a shared room, and people are renting out for, like, 60 Seventy dollars a night. That's crazy. But if you think about four rooms, sixty bucks a night, sixty. They all had to share the bathroom. It's kind of like yeah. a um, what's a hostel. Yeah. Yeah. That's either three hundred bucks a night, three times seven, twenty-one. Yeah, that's that's bread. It's mm-hmm. like eight bands a month. And he stayed there too. Why so, living there? Huh? While living there, he lived there. for free and made eight bands or so a month and at it, that rate. Right. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Would you do that? I couldn't live there, but I'll <laughs> no, no, no. You need your privacy. No, I need my privacy, and you know I'm a little yeah. I can't be coming out, and then we all speak in different languages. No, because he also has somebody who was from Thailand in there. Like, United Nations up in that house. Exactly. I thought that was so wild, but it, like my again, my gears started turning, and I was like, yeah, I can really do a shared room okay. for you know a major house, like because some people don't care, and like they're just really trying to get a bang for their buck. That's like it. I'm only going to be in and out. I'm probably not even going to be here, so I just need a place to lay my head, all and right. you know, it just all depends on who you're trying to market to. Yeah. And that's where you you know create your business player from there. Okay. Are you still in the Airbnb space now? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, Fast forward to now, I have um, 10 properties and I have five Airbnbs. 10 properties in total? Yes. 10 properties in total. At 32? At 32. That's pretty lit. Yeah. How did you get to a 10 property portfolio while having a full-time job, while having a husband and a cute baby? That's a lot. Yeah, my husband told me to stop, so I think I'm at my limit now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He said... Because I always go and I find houses that could be like fixer uppers. So we actually spend money on the back end when it comes to, you know, purchasing all the materials and paying the contractor to fix everything and, you know, knocking down walls, building new rooms Mm -hmm. and whatnot. But I actually went, um, it made me want to, well, I was in stocks before then, but we'll get into that or maybe not. But Mm -hmm. I used all the money that I actually um, made um, in stocks and I actually went and tried to find like properties that people were not bidding on or putting contracts on. So let's, let's talk about that for a second. Do you mind sharing how much you made in stocks? For stocks, my uh, you, you, you had a year. I had a year. I made a, a like a quarter million in stocks. In Insert year. the uh, round of applause there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Congrats. So what was that? Thank Buy and hold options, all the above? All the above. Um, I usually use it like so. I think I'm coming back to teach people like how to trade or basically have a trader's mindset, mm. right? So I want you to know, like, based off how the economy is moving, based off how you know the money is moving within the economy, how businesses are moving, what laws are being passed. That's how I made my money. Just being knowledgeable. A quarter mil. So, so you took the stock money and you put the money, stock money, into real estate. Yep. So I, I took a break because I started seeing, like, I'm like, you know what? 
I was seeing all the money. I was like, no, the, the crazy thing is, I, I think I got a little ahead of myself because during COVID, everything had shut down, but Atlanta didn't shut down. No, it was shut down for so, two weeks. We actually raised our prices because we was like, oh, Atlanta's not shut down. People are going to want to come in. Oh, more people coming here. in so you can charge more for the Airbnbs. Exactly. Yeah, good. So, and most people don't want to be in hotels because you're around other people, you know, who could yeah. potentially get you sick or whatnot. So, we raised our prices because it's all about supply and demand. Mm-hmm. There was a demand for housing in Atlanta for you to come stay because everything yeah, else around the world was down. closing down. Yeah. So, why not raise our places? There, there's a demand. There's so. a demand. Um, and that's how I look at life. Um, <laughs> but we actually, um, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I need more. I need more. So I basically generated four more. Airbnbs? Yes. In less than uh, Around that Clark Atlanta University section? or all, No. All. So I have one. So the prices around AUC had already skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah. Right? So we was like, no, we can't buy. I don't like buying in... in um, and like when the market is like volatile and mm-hmm. like people are just raising the prices because I feel like there's a point in the market where it's going to crash and you're going to not everybody is going to foreclose, but there's going to be some people who and I'll go into that. There's going to be some people who lose their jobs and it's based off of, you know, with the corporate tax, they, you know, t- they're taxing big businesses about 15 percent now. True. So some people are doing, you know, freezes. Some people are about to start doing layoffs mm. because that's basically going to affect the way that that company spends their money for the next vis- fiscal year. Right. So now they have to allocate their money differently, right? Mm-hmm. So who goes first? So when those people lose their jobs, if they have a house, then... You're going to need to unload the house. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of things. And, you know, people move for jobs. And, you know, God forbid, I, I don't want that to happen. But that's when I come in and I'm sitting on all liquid. Mm-hmm. And I'll come and snatch the house for... You know, pay it on the dollar. Yeah, exactly. All so, right. I, it's it's better if you have liquid to get the cash off the auction block before it actually hits the market yes. for everybody. Yes, yes, yeah. Pre foreclosures beat the auction. The diversity. It's the diversity for me. How many services can you offer in the mobile notary wheelhouse? A lot. You can get seven streams of income just from owning a notary signing agency. One, you become self-employed. That's with you doing the jobs yourself. Two, you middleman out the assignments. Let's say you charge a title company $200 for a loan closing. You then pay someone else to do the job for 100 bucks. You pocket $100. Three, mobile fingerprinting. My favorite service, mobile fingerprinting, is the bag. One of our students, Malik, he's in a foreign country. Is it Panama this week? Cuba? He's halfway retired. He's 25. Client paid him $3,000. Fingerprint technician do the job for 1200 bucks. He pocketed 1800 bucks while being on vacation. Apostille processing, legalizing a document for a foreign country. Certifying a document for use in a foreign country. Apostille processing is the bag. $400 assignments, $600 assignments, $1,000 assignments, and you're paid before you even leave the house. Loan closings, home equity line of credits, refinance, purchases, the bag. Wills, power of attorneys, living trust, all those wonderful forms. Multiple copies of each. That's easily $200 plus per appointment just for those services alone. Estate plan documents are the bag. And as I went through the list, there are so many numerous ways to make money by owning a notary signing agency. Definitely, definitely. Or tax sales. Mm. So they definitely beat the... Because if you have the cash, most people don't have cash on hand to just go put down $100,000 on a house, Mm -hmm. right? And that's what the auction is looking for. They're looking for people who have cash on hand. And most of the time, if you really had cash on hand during this 
past two years, you could have just purchased the home with cash and put it right back on the market for other people to come and purchase it who were approved, who had approval for a FHA loan yeah. or um, a USDA loan. All you just had to put it back on the market and people was going to buy it. Because they're literally giving out loans. Well, they were giving they out were. loans, you know, for like 300000 500000 Like, people were out here snatching, running to snatch up homes. Mm. So that was a, a really good play for investors who had, like, a lot of cash, liquid on hand. Just take the home, flip it, you know, 45 days, home gone. Shout out to the investors. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are your current Airbnbs? What states? Mostly in North Carolina and Georgia. Um, yeah. I have... Uh, well, that's my house, but mostly in North Carolina. So all my Airbnbs are around schools. Is that strategic? Yes. Why did you do that? Because I need to have a – I always believe in having plans, like backup plans. <laughs> no, seriously, like because Airbnb is not my site. Like that's not my business. So if something oh, yeah. was to ever happen, like I can maneuver a little differently, right? Mm-hmm. So I can basically rent out to students. Um, I can put it on booking.com or other, you know, websites that will allow, you know, people to book in the area. So that was my plan. Like my my first plan was Airbnb because it literally makes you, if not seven to ten times plus the money that you make in running out to people. All right, let's go in on that one. So if you have a property, so give me an example of of one of your properties that, that, that you do Airbnb with. Okay, so I'll give you an example. And y'all going to have to buy the course, so I'm not going to tell y'all. What <laughs> so um, uh, I have a property that I bought in a town where rent is approximately $400 a, uh, a month. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Crazy, right? Yeah, I don't know. So those. people people hit me up saying, can I rent your house? No, no, ma'am. No, no, sir. This is this is not the house for you. So I, find, I found the house. I paid about $27K for it. Um, she wanted 60, but yeah, by the course for negotiation. Dr. Yeah. So she wanted the house. She wanted 60, um, gave her 27, okay. um, got the house fixed and whatnot. Now it's running out like every weekends, two days, Saturday. I make people, it's mandatory tour that you book Friday and Saturday. Okay. So you can't just book a Friday. You can't just book a Saturday. It gotta be like, two days. It gotta be two days. Smart. So, um, Mandatory, I get like eight hundred dollars, um, seven to eight hundred dollars a weekend. In this, now. yeah, and so, people are paying four hundred dollars to stay there for rent. A month. A month in the area. That's like medium. About seven hundred dollars a weekend. A weekend. Two days. How about during the week? You, you, during, during the, the week, week I can make about five, five to three hundred dollars. Okay, so so a cool thousand dollars a week. Cool thousand dollars. So four thousand dollars a month. You have no mortgage on the property. No mortgage on the property. I own it outright. Four grand a month, net profits. Net profit. Damn. So how do you manage? His thing with Airbnbs, right? Uh, Some people don't like them because of the turnover. What's your answer for that? And you say turnover? You mean the cleaning? Yeah, the cleaning part of it. Yeah. Uh, That's that's easy. All you do is have to work with people. It's all about customer service. You're and, very good at that. Yeah, and and I think it helped because you know back in the day when I was in school, I worked at Best Buy. You know, I worked at a lot of jobs where I was. You know, I had to meet and greet clients and customers, and even now, like I'm meeting with clients. It's all about, you know, having that conversation where there's no miscommunication. Ooh, that's you know, good. within you know what you're doing and what you have laid out for them. So, for instance, I always have a backup cleaner. 
Like, if one cleaner That's says, one. hey, I can't make it, then, you know, I got a backup cleaner. Um, also, I find my cleaners, you know, because I got my, I have my properties, you know, in another state and I stay in another state. I found my cleaners on Facebook Marketplace. Mm. Um, TaskRabbit. Okay. Uh, so you can actually, and then you, you know, you pull them off those, you know, social media sites and or um, marketplaces, and then you can have the conversation with them, like, hey, I'm willing to pay you this amount. Um, you'll have these turnovers. I'll send you the calendar. This is what expected for you. Um, I give them multiple. Um, I give them multiple. I I, I give multiple linens. Uh, I provide multiples of everything, actually. That's so if, good. So if something happens, you're able to turn oh, it around yeah. quick. And if you have multiple houses, right, because I have one cleaner who does multiple houses for me, you're able to basically just flip the beds, take the linen with you, and wash them wherever, right? You can wash them on your own time. That's good. Yeah, so that my cleaners love when I tell them that. So you don't have to sit in there and <laughs> wait for the linen to be done. Keep like, it I'm, pushing. Yeah, keep, yeah go, go, go do something else if you yeah, need to. You can wash it on your own time at, at your home or whatever you choose to. Like, it's not going to take you long to turn over everything. Mm. So. What's been your best month in terms of rental income with all your properties? Woo! Um, when um, my best, yeah, I, y'all, I was so happy when um, <laughs> we uh, hosted the um, NFL Super Bowl. Oh, you were, y'all had the properties then? Yes. Oh, shoot. I think we made about close to eight to $10,000. Damn. For like three days. Three days, eight to ten grand. Yeah, and that was just those three days. Ooh. Now remember that they had other events that people were booking, so yeah. we still raised the prices that week. Mm. So. Like it's all about knowing when you have an Airbnb, you have to know what's going on in the city um, that you have your Airbnb in. Okay. Right. So one of the cities I have my Airbnbs in, they have a furniture market. That thing is crazy. Mm. So people are literally paying like a thousand dollars a day. Like so, I heard. So you just have to figure out what's going on. Like the NCAA, um, yeah. NCAA tournament, is that coming there, right? Do they have a, a really crazy game for whatever mm-hmm. school that's in the area, right? Mm-hmm. So is there the PGA golf tournament? There's a lot of things that there's, – there's just a lot of things that you need to look at and be aware of, be knowledgeable about wherever you have your business. And that being Airbnb, know what's coming to the city so you can hike mm. the prices because some people are trying to get ahead of you and be like, oh, no, i got to steal. <laughs> so I always raise my um, prices for holidays. I raise my prices for events that's coming to town. And people still book. Do you manage the property yourself? Yes. How do you deal with that, with having a full-time job, hubby, kid? How do, if someone has an issue at a property, how do, how do you handle that? I get what you're saying. So um, my husband and I both run the Airbnb, but the the way we handle the problems is I have a contractor in each city where my property is. Mm-hmm. So if something goes array or a thumbtack, like mm-hmm. if my contractor is busy in whatever city my houses are located in, I call someone off thumbtack. Mm-hmm. Um, thumbtack is basically, you know, a, 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 um, an app where you can actually list your businesses, right, mm-hmm. or, um, or your services. So if you, you know, mow lawns, if you, you know, if you do, um, what does I just recently have? If you spray, um, I think, pesticide services. Uh, if you uh, need to mount a TV, if there's a leak in your plant, <laughs> like plumbers are up there, electricians yeah. are up there, like everything, right? Mm. Thumbtack is your go-to where you can actually look at the reviews that were, you know, look at people reviews and you can go based off that on who you're going to choose as well. So 
that's how what I use if something goes, you know, like, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I, let me see if I can get somebody out there in like two hours. If it's a problem, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try to accommodate your stay. So mm-hmm. okay. just communication. Communication. How often do you have issues with the property? So with the tenant story there. Tenants. Um, I used to. I used to um, have a, a house with with the basement, mm-hmm. and I used to rent my basement out. Right, and this was like in two thousand and. 14, yeah, 14, 13. You've been getting money a long time. Yeah, a long time. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that basically paid off our mortgage. Like, we never really, I would like to say we never kind of really touched our mortgage. Out of your own pocket? Out of our own Damn, pocket. Damn, that's cold. So Ooh. one day, like, we, we, me and my husband go out of town for um, a vacation, and somebody throws a huge party in the basement. Damn. Yes. Okay. It was, like, probably over maybe 50 cars. 50 cars? Yes, they had cars parked up on my lot. Like, like I had, I had a, like oh, a, shit. yeah, it was crazy. Like, they were parked on the grass. My sister, my sister told me, she was like, you know that they're having a party down there. I smell a whole bunch of weed. I'm like, oh my God. So I'm calling the people because, like, my, my neighborhood was like, they're, they're retired. Like, mm. almost everybody in the neighborhood is retired. Oh boy. So they didn't give me trouble, but um, yeah, they were. They, we, my husband basically called and they, you know, shut it down. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so now we have to put up there like no parties. No we'll get fined. Like, and they don't even care. So they don't care that they're getting fined. <laughs> and I have cameras now. Smart. Outside of all my houses, so if I see like 50, 11 people coming in there, yeah, you know the deal. I you know, know the what's deal. Going on. Yeah. Don't try to get over on Barbie. All mm-hmm. right, don't try to do that. You can try, but you know. <laughs> God is on my side. I'm his God favorite. is here. <laughs> uh, professional education, you have a lot of it. Mm-hmm. PhD versus business hands-on education. Mm-hmm. If you could only pick one, which one? If you could only have had one, which one would you have picked? All right. One got you a million-dollar portfolio plus... One got you six-figure plus career for the past, what, eight years, six years? Yes. That's a hard question. If I could only pick one. Only pick one. No college parties either. You don't got to do all that stuff. You're in a fraternity. You're in a sorority too, right? No, no, no. Oh, Kim is Kim. What's up, Kim? So, I'll go the opposite way. I I wouldn't go professional. Really? Mm -hmm. Why not? It's it's really hard because it's like knowing all I know. Yeah. I feel like it kind of positioned me to be where I am. But sometimes mm-hmm. I do get a little frustrated. But I'm thankful for the process, right? The process I, I is important. Keep telling God I'm thankful for the process. Yes. But I do get a little frustrated. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I went to school for so long, and, um. I feel like I should have went a different direction. What would you have done? Me, I would have been a, I wanted to be, I would probably would have been a broker for a bank. I can see that. Yeah. I love trading. Yeah, I can see that. It really brings me joy. Like, out of all things, I love doing real estate, but trading brings me joy. What is it about the trading? like a rush like knowing that you knew this ish like like i knew this like you can curse too if you, like, like you don't gotta no i don't curse but just knowing that you don't I, curse no i don't ever 
it, it might slip out sometimes, yeah. but yeah, I'm I'm very okay. Yeah, all right. My my language is not colorful. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like it's it's so amazing how much information I knew. If I knew that information then, mm. I would have probably been super wealthy. Yeah, yeah, super wealthy. Like, knowing how the market has changed, like, I've always, and I tell my husband this, like, we have two different mindsets. That's what makes mm. us amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I always tell, like, I always like to look in areas, and people really don't understand where I'm coming from, but it's okay. It's a method to this madness. Um, I like to look in low-income areas okay. where grants are available, mm. especially for um, housing. Yeah. Because you have um, a lot of people who need housing now and they have nobody to develop in those areas. Like most people are focusing and on focusing and narrowing in on major cities and they forget about these other, you know, towns where the USDA has allotted a certain amount of money for you to build here, yeah, for you to position yourself here. So that's what I'm more focused on. I don't follow the crowd. Like, as soon as they start flocking somewhere, you go somewhere else. I go somewhere else. Because that means your attention is over here. Nobody's focused over here. I love it. Some experts say single-family houses aren't assets. Mm-hmm. You, you would say what? The diversity. It's the diversity for me. How many services can you offer in the mobile notary wheelhouse? A lot. You can get seven streams of income just from owning a notary signing agency. One, become self-employed. That's with you doing the jobs yourself. Two, you middleman out the assignments. Let's say you charge a title company $200 for a loan closing. You then pay someone else to do the job for 100 bucks. You pocket $100. Three, mobile fingerprinting. My favorite service, mobile fingerprinting, is the bag. One of our students, Malik, he's in a foreign country. Is it Panama? this week Cuba he's halfway retired he's 25 client paid him three thousand dollars fingerprint technician do the job for 1200 bucks he pocketed 1800 bucks while being on vacation apostille processing legalizing a document for a foreign country certifying a document for use in a foreign country apostille processing is the bag four hundred dollar assignments six hundred dollar assignments thousand dollar assignments and you're paid before you even leave the house Loan closings, home equity line of credits, refinance, purchases, the bag. Wills, power of attorneys, living trust, all those wonderful forms. Multiple copies of each. That's easily $200 plus per appointment just for those services alone. Estate plan documents are the bag. As I went through the list, there are so many numerous ways to make money by owning a notary signing agency. How? (laughs) I never understood it. How? I never understood it. I, yeah, I never re- really understood it either because I just purchased all my fam- all my homes are single family homes, mm. and they pay for themselves six seven times over. Oof. So, so, so you can get rich and have a million dollar portfolio with all single family homes. Yes, yes. Like if you if you if you it depends on how you buy them because I'm, I'm I've been talking to some people and I see how they buy okay. um, real estate right. Um, some people buy, you know, half a million dollar homes and, mm. then, you know, want to do Airbnb. But you got to understand, even in a recession, there's going to come a time where things start to slow down. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And now you're stuck with this bill. Mm. So can you still afford to pay this bill? Like even this is the thing. Even if I get one Airbnb guest that month, I'm straight. Damn. Yeah. 
even one guest will cover all your expenses. Yes, for each house. Yes, each I'm, house. I'm straight. I didn't put myself in a bind to a position where if I went and bought a half a million dollar house because it looks nice and people are going to pay a little bit more. Mm. Now it's a recession. People are like, I got to save my money. Like, mm. I can't be spending 3000 for, for a, a week for a home, right? So what's going to make sense for me? You got to do what makes sense. So that's why I always try to look at what makes sense. Like, even if I'm not bringing in a lot of money, Airbnb, a recession comes, how can I still make money and still mm. be, a, you know, stay afloat, right? Yeah, I dig it. Two buy and hold stocks for the next two to five years. NVIDIA. You put me, I don't like giving people, look, I just. Well, we I need something. It's the Hatchway Podcast. <laughs> Top 10 podcasts in the world. No, I really do not like giving out um, stock. Um, I, I don't like giving out stocks. I really, Why really not? don't. Because I want people to do the due diligence for themselves. Oh. Because just knowing what I know, like if something changes in that, that time mm, period, like oh, you never know what happens. Like you get a new right. CEO. You get. I'll throw a stock out there. You tell me what you think. Apple. Apple, I think Apple's always going to go. I'm going to tell you why. It's always a buy and hold stock. I really don't care for them like that, but it's a buy and hold stock because Apple always drops new products, right? You have an yeah, Apple exactly. phone, right? So when they yeah. when they come out, they I personally think okay. they be slowing the software down. For they do. The new one. Um, then you have new AirPods, new, uh, new Apple computer, okay. right? You have new products that people are buying over and over again, right? It's mm. just not like... They have they constantly are producing, right? Okay. Look for a company that's constantly producing, right? If that's good. if they're constantly producing, people are constantly buying. Yeah. Okay. Then you got Christmas time. You got to look at when you're buying, right? So a when to that's purchase good. more. So most of the time, people are gonna buy new iPhones, a new laptop, or even around school time, um, people are gonna buy new laptops for their kids returning to school, colleges, or whatnot. So. Okay. You kind of have to mix e-commerce, stocks, and real estate all together. It's, we live in a capitalistic society. How is the economy moving determines where you're going to put your money mm. and how you to position your money as well as yourself. True. So It's cold. Okay. Yeah, that's that's how I look at it. That's why, you know. I dig it. Yeah, coins. M- marriage. You married? Yes, happily married. Happily married. Shout out to my husband. Shout out to Hubs. <laughs> how does marriage work how does marriage and why do some marriages not work our marriage is quite different from anyone else Mm -hmm. um that i have been around um me and my my husband my best friend Mm. like he's my business partner well he became my business partner but at first our foundation was built on friends and then we matriculated into you know a relationship we are like platonic friends at first or like friends with benefits no just platonic friends that really happens so i've never been in one of those relationships right where where i was because i i didn't want to want me out the gate like you gotta want me so yeah i I can't yeah we were just platonic like we were just so that really happens okay yeah it really happens like um I had a type, but you know, like, and I was still dating people. You know, he, he, I don't know if he was dating people or he not. He wasn't your type? Oh, no, he wasn't. Does he know that? I don't want to. No, he does. Okay. No, no. I don't, don't. No, me and my husband. I'm are, not breaking up anyone's yeah, no, marriage. No, no, okay. no, no. he's not ugly. But, but, but no, no, he's a good looking guy. Yeah. He's, he's your best friend, so obviously yeah. he knows this. And stuff. all the girls wanted him. Mm, he was yeah. wasn't your ideal type. He just wasn't go-to. my ideal type. Mm. Yeah, I mean, all the girls wanted him. Like, he was like. <laughs> I was like, one day I like saw his Facebook was open. I was like, whoa, like these girls, this is crazy. Like you stay in a dorm and they doing this. Oh, wow. Like, no, it was shocking. Like I couldn't believe that. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Okay. 
It was crazy, but yeah, he was he was he was sought out there. Right. Um, and maybe the fact that I wasn't really into him like every everyone else. Maybe made him want and you. Yeah, I okay. never really asked him that, but okay. he said he really liked he really liked me because you know I was smart, intellectual. Mm-hmm. Like he thought that was like he he really liked that. So. Dope. Yeah, so we basically met that way. We was just friends, you know, doing work together because he was in biology, I was in chemistry. So. Okay. Yeah, we worked out. We've been friends ever since. And here we are now. We both went to Winston-Salem State together. So um, we... He's a PhD as well? No, he has a um, master's, master's in public health. Okay. So we kind of knew about the COVID stuff. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> like, you know, we, we just basically take the knowledge that we have learned and apply it to our everyday Real life. life. Yeah. So... Shout out to you. Um, marriage is wonderful. Um, yeah. it's, it's wonderful because you marry somebody that can actually help you grow, right? You can help one another grow in different areas. That's deep, yeah. And I think what what works well with me and my husband, because I always feel like he changed me, I used to curse. So that's funny that you said, <laughs> oh, you can, you can. and he was like, no, I just feel like, you know, when you don't curse, right? I, I feel like, you know, that's, that's sexier. When you can find words, other words to replace. Um, I dig that. With, you know, the colorful language that you're using. Like, I think that's sexier. Um, He really did, like, when I cursed. So I was like, yeah, okay. So he actually taught me a lot about myself Mm -hmm. through the relationship we had on. It was really how he treated me, right? It was more like, you don't have to, an argument does not entail you yelling Mm. or you disrespecting your um uh, the person you love like so so, so, ha- so, so he was sorry he was the calm one yeah you were a little fiery I'm a little spicy a little spicy i'm i'm, I'm not as spicy anymore <laughs> I, i've calmed down a lot um but he, and he helped me to do that so it's like you can't fight fire with water deep yeah where did he get those skills from I, I think he's always been calm. Maybe his mom. He's he's just always been he's like a calm a, dude. Yeah, a calm dude. Like you know, it's, it's it's not that serious. Like let's have a conversation. Mm. Um, and I've always learned, you know, going to church and whatnot. Like for the people who are in your circle or in proximity to you, if you ever liked or loved them and still continuously like and love them, you should not want to disrespect them. Huge advocate of that. You should not want to. That's not love. Whew. Love, love does. It's not disrespectful. And it's hard to get disrespectful. It's hard to get to overcome disrespect. Mm-hmm. It's very tough. Yep. Shout out to y'all. Why should we learn from you? Why should we spend our hard-earned thousands of dollars to learn from Doctor Brown? Oh, first of all, if you're not ready to learn on your own, don't even come to me because I'm going to I'm going to politely tell you, nope, I don't you know, I, I don't think you're serious. Mm. Like, uh, I want you to save your money until you do get serious. I'm not the type of person who's going to take your money mm-hmm. and you fumble the ball. Mm. No, I want you to win because when you win, I win. When I you win, that. I win because you never know. Ten years later down the down the road, you have your crazy portfolio. I have mine. Then maybe we can come together and do business together. I like so that. I want to help families build wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get rich off of you. Um, yeah, and that's that's basically all I want to do. Like make people more knowledgeable about the resources that are out there now. Like there's so many resources. Where you can win. Mm-hmm. Like, even during a recession. I was talking to this girl the other day, and she said a um, a person who's not of color <laughs> came to her and asked her would she sign some papers because he was filling out for a minority um, grant. 
and he just needed a minority person. <laughs> so she just signed her name for him to get 50% of the money wow. when she could have got 100%. Damn. There's money out there. Money out here. Free money. Especially if you're a minority. Yeah. Especially if you're a minority woman. Mm. Game. DrShadeBrown.com. Appreciate you. Got to have you back on the show. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm definitely coming back. All right. The Hatches Way Podcast Season 3. Top 10 podcast in the world. I'm not going to curse because... Sade's here. But top 10 podcasts in the world. Go to the Notary Business School, the, the best notary business training program in the world. Peace. Lessons learned, uh, and how they scars shown, but no respect was earned. Uh, you choose not to live your life, well, last your concern. But death come for all, my nigga. We all get a turn. How many niggas be the same when that court adjourned? Uh, Tell the devil he.